I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. We may have 99 problems, but empty phone lines are not one. Aaron Goldhammer, Ooh. you struck topic gold today with this one. The question of the day at 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776, is this. Who is the worst liar in sports history? After James Harden called Daryl Morey a liar, Aaron Goldhammer and Michelle Smallman here with you on Canty and Carlin wanted yeah. to know the answer to this question. Yes. Now, here's what I'm curious uh, to ask you. What is a worse liar? Like someone who lies a lot? Is it the size of the lie? Like hmm. that it's about something really important? What makes somebody the worst liar in I your mind? I would say consistency. Consistency. Hmm. If, if it's a pattern, if it's a behavioral pattern, that's a problem to me. Yeah. I like Jim Tressel, for example, lied to the NCAA, but he was sort yeah. of lying about something that was like, I don't know, immoral. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a pass on that. To me, and that's tattoos not a, for money. Yeah, that's not a big lie to me. I actually think the topic of the lie, the subject matter sure. of the lie matters here. If your lie cost the Rams their football team in St. Louis, yeah. then like that yeah. has big consequences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I don't know that anybody really trusted those baseball players weren't doing steroids. <laughs> like, c- c- come on, guys. Like, we, we, that, that one is really easy for all of us to see through. And there are people in St. Louis that are forever impacted by the lies yes. that the yes. now Los Angeles Rams told. Um, financial consequences consequences fans who have emotional consequences how many of those people that were upset about steroids and baseball stopped watching baseball altogether did you never enjoy a baseball game after that did you really quit at cold turkey because you were upset that someone used peds unlikely it it didn't really bother me all that it seems like bothered baseball writers more than anybody else you know i'll give you a couple more but i I don't want to steal the thunder let's get to the phones (laughs) because there there are some really good ones here that we've got to sink our teeth into again 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 beth in cleveland who is the worst liar in sports history yeah i got one for you speaking of uh, lying owners aaron i'm disappointed what about art modell no doubt no doubt no doubt he said the Browns will be in Cleveland forever and didn't really give the city a chance. And now, of course, those are the Baltimore Ravens. Cleveland would have two Super Bowl championships wow. and a long tradition of winning if it wasn't for Art Modell. There is a certain type of pain that comes with ownership lying to fans, and especially yeah. if it has to do with ripping a team away, because you've invested so much time, energy, money into this product, yeah. and then you find out that they don't care about you at all, and yeah. that they're going to do whatever they need to do to make more money. It's it's a, a very unique form of betrayal, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Robert Ursay has got to be near the top of this list. Totally. Too, right? He's he in the middle of the night, loaded up a bunch <sighs> of Mayflower trucks, totally. and ripped the Colts from Baltimore and took them to Indy. That was Johnny Unitas' team. 
That was Don Shula's team. That was a championship contender just about every year and moved him halfway across the country. You, you think it's a uh, coincidence that Jim Ursay is getting caught up in a bunch of drama? Just look at who his dad was. Yeah, that's a learned behavior. Trevor in Kansas City, who is the worst liar in sports history? Oh, well, it's got to be hands down, uh, and it's the size of the lie. It's got to be O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah. Some pretty significant lies there, Aaron Goldhammer. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I, O.J. was ruled innocent by a court of law, and mm. I, that's, that's, that's what I'm sticking with on ESPN Radio. We, Definitely. Should we, should we say that phrasing? M- Michelle, he is, um, he's still looking. He's still trying to track down the people that committed this crime. So mm. let's give him a little bit, with the, maybe 10 more years, and he'll find it's, out what happened. So weird. Sometimes it's closer than you think. I will say, watch the 30 for 30 that ESPN did. That won an Oscar, right? One of the most tremendous pieces of film ever. Oh uh, and God. I think that'll tell you a lot of, so a lot of things about O.J. So Simpson. Yeah. It was amazing. Mark in Toronto, who is the worst liar in sports history? How you doing? Great topic, great show. Jay Monahan wins the crowd for the greatest liar in sports history. Here's a guy who evoked the names of the victims of 911 so that he could have more power. A year later, sells out on the players who lost money to be able to play with Live Golf and decides to make a joint, uh, create a uh, joint venture with Live Golf. That is the biggest liar, hands down, bar none. Yeah, a lot of lies there, Aaron. See, that one is about not the size of the lie, but it's like the. Uh, I'm having trouble even put, like putting it into words. It's it's like the ruthlessness of the yeah. lie. It's just that of all the things to try to use the victims of 9/11. Totally. As a tool to boost your position and then turn right back around and enter into a partnership with them. Man, it's amazing that guy still has his job. That's I'll, I'll leave it there. Let me ask you this. We're mm-hmm. talking about liars and sports and these people getting caught. And almost always these people get caught, right? It's just kind of an inevitable thing. When you're telling lies and there's a lot of money and people involved, someone's going to spill the beans. People yeah. love to talk. Yeah. Would you feel better? If these people came out and just said what they were doing outright, like, would you would you feel better about it if Lance Armstrong came out and said straight up, here's what I'm doing. This is what I'm taking before every race. Yes. This is how I'm winning. This is how I am getting myself to this point. I mean, obviously, he couldn't because it it was against the rules. But I I agree. I think if my my biggest liar in sports history was Stan Kroenke in relation to what he did with the Rams. If he had a press conference, it was like, listen, I'm from Missouri. Would love to keep the team here. I'm losing money. Yeah. The valuation of this team is going to increase. If I move it to L.A., that's yeah. where I want to be. I want to sit yep. at the big boys table, and yep. I'm going to do it because I yep. can't because I'm I richer than all of you. I want to build a big, fancy yeah. stadium in the Hollywood, which, by the way, was ridiculous that L.A. didn't have an NFL team for all those years. Like, of all the cities, now they have two, which is also, it's just as stupid that they have two. Really, the Rams belong in St. Louis, and the Chargers belong in Los Angeles, right? Or the Raiders belong in Los Angeles, and the Chargers belong in Las Vegas. One of those combinations of things is the way that this is actually supposed to break down. A lot of owners getting called out here, which I think is is fair, I would prefer. Like, Andy Pettit, Mm -hmm. remember what he did? He said, yep. I guilty as charged. I did it. Everybody else was doing it. And now nobody puts him 
on the top of the list of like the steroid scumbags. Right. Roger Clemens is still trying to convince you that he didn't do anything when it was blatantly obvious that he did. Yeah, I think it's the uh, it's the assumption that these liars think that the general public, that the fans are stupid. Yeah. That's where that's where you get so enraged and it sticks with you for a long time. Mm. Let's go to Vic in Washington. Vic, welcome to Canteen Carlin. Who do you think is the worst liar in sports history? Well, I got to I got to start by saying that I believe this man belongs in the Hall of Fame for his accomplishments. But it's Pete Rose. Pete Rose, that lie. Uh, was just so huge. And you ask early in the, in, the, uh, in the piece about what makes for the worst liar. It's how you handle the lie after it's found out. Pete wrote a dang book about it, Pete. Come on. So, no, for me, it's Pete Rose, Pete Rose, and Pete Rose. Yeah, he, his was a prolific lie, too, Aaron, not only because of the actual lie, but because of the longevity of the lie. Yep, and he's still lying about it. This has <laughs> yes. been going on for almost 40 years, Pete. Like, nobody cares anymore. Just admit, yes, you bet on your team. Like, the evidence is overwhelming. Now he's willing to say, okay, I did bet on baseball, but I didn't bet on the Red. Yes, you did. Like, you did. You did. It's okay. Phil Mickelson bet on his team in the Ryder Cup. You're not alone. I think Phil said he didn't do that, though, right? Um, I'm sure. Put, I'm pretty put, sure I read that in a tweet. Put him, is Tiger Woods on this list? Sure, yeah. He lied for a long time. About what? Uh, but about his personal life. Which I don't think we are owed an explanation for. I don't. I guess he lied to his wife, but I don't know that he lied to the public. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess yeah. he was sort of a sham. The person that he was, the persona that he created wasn't exactly who he was. But I don't know that I can point out specifically and say, OK, this is where Tiger Woods said in a statement, like, I have never cheated on my wife. This is this. This is who it is. Like that definitely. I don't I don't see it that way, I guess. And nor do I really feel like he needs to. It was in the news. So, of course, he had to explain what was happening because everything was breaking. All this information was coming out. But yeah, I don't know why we would think that he could feel compelled to go up to a podium. Yeah. Amazing. So glad to capture another Masters. FYI. Yeah. Had an infidelity last week. Just wanted to get it out there. You know, like, why would we think that he would ever have to explain himself? Guys, thank you again for another green jacket. I'm off to Perkins. I'll see you later. <laughs> that would not oh, happen that way. No, absolutely. Let's take another call. Jim in Nebraska. Worst liar in sports history. Go. Hey, Jim. Jim, Jim. hello. Uh-oh. Someone didn't want Jim to give his response, and they have snuffed him out. Jim, are oh. you there? Stand by. Wait a minute. There could be signs of Jim. I don't think we have him. Yeah, I don't think I don't we have think, him. Ah, it's a loss. Dang it, Jim. Yeah, I wanted to hear what Jim had to say. Why don't we go to Joe in Idaho? Joe, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? We're doing well. Who's the worst liar in sports history? Clay Bennett for what he, and Howard Schultz for what he did to the Sonics. Oh. Did they ever say they weren't leaving Seattle? Or are we just like bitter about it? No, he said it was all about doing proper due diligence and making sure, you know, on good faith efforts and everything like that. And then next thing you know, they're just gone. I I understand why there's a betrayal there, but I don't know if those lies are on the same level. Because, you know what, I would have to go back and reread it. I know yeah. that it was... I'm not familiar enough, I agree. I know that it was brutal for them to lose the Sonics. And... That must have been heartbreaking, but I don't remember if it was as 
outrageous as what happened with Stan Kroenke and the Rams. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the Stan Kroenke one really takes the cake because they sued the NFL. And, and won. And what, what never <laughs> happens is they won. They won. <laughs> and let me tell you something. As somebody that was in St. Louis covering that, we were actually, my station in St. Louis, 101 ESPN, shout out, we're going to cover the lawsuit live. Like, we were going to be at the courtroom. Like, this was a big court sure. drama sure. before the settlement happened. And in talking with some people involved, a lot of stuff was uncovered about the lies. And a yep. lot of stuff was going yep. to be brought to light. Yep. And I don't... When when you know you're caught, you're caught. So I think it was probably in the best interest of both parties to just save a lot of time and energy and just settle. Fair enough. Should Johnny Manziel be on this list? Yes. Probably, oh, that's right? a really good one. Because the as we've learned in the last couple of weeks, the whole persona that he was presenting about the person that he was and the it was all a big sham. It was all a big ruse. It was a you know, a rich kid from Texas. My parents were oil barons, you know, all that stuff. I think he he deserves an official nomination. Absolutely. Um and I'll say this though. After watching that documentary, which I did, Aaron Goldhammer, it was it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I do give his friend credit for, as a college student, being able to weave this web of lies and deceive some really, really smart people, some uh, NFL executives, business owners. Like, if you're 20 years old and you're able to pull that off, I almost respect it. Speaking of respect, Aaron Goldhammer, Michelle Smallman, Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, it's time for Respect It or Check It. Respect it. Or check it. With Canty and Carlin. So let's do Respect It or Check It, NFL preseason week one edition. We'll welcome in our producer, Shannon Penn, who's going to throw some topics at us. Mm-hmm. And we're going to tell you if you re- we respect it or check it. Shannon, what's up? Listen to you, Michelle, being all proper with respect it or check it. No, nah, you got to put some funk on it. Some respect, respect it or check it. I'm going to put some respect on my name. Okay, I got so, you. All right, respect we'll do a little it. respect it or check it, NFL preseason week one. Are you ready? Ready. All right, Aaron, I will go. you will go first. The uh, New York Jets offensive line will hold them back from making the playoffs this season. Respect it or check it? I'm going to respect it. I'm concerned about their play in the trenches. I know they've got Aaron Rodgers and all the sexy toys at wide receiver. and But if you can't block in this league and your quarterback is 40, you are going to be in serious trouble. I think they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I don't think that they can win that way. So I'm going to respect the idea that the Jets' offensive line is really going to hold them back. Michelle? I'm going to check it. Even though I agree with everything you said, Aaron, I, too, have concerns about the O-line, their cohesiveness, their consistency, their ability to protect a quarterback who is turning 40 in December. I just think the rest of the team is going to be so sound that I don't think it's going to prohibit them from winning and moving forward. I mean, look at Joe Burrow and the Bengals a couple years ago. That offensive line could have protected him for anything, and they still found a way to advance in the playoffs. So I don't think it's going to be as bad as we anticipate it. Shannon? All right, Michelle, simple enough. This rookie quarterback class is bad. Respect it or check it. Uh, big time check it. It's preseason. I know that things haven't looked good up until this point. These are guys who are getting used to a, a new team, a new scheme, new personnel, a new speed of play. I put such little stock into what I see out of rookie quarterbacks in the preseason. So even though so far not overwhelmingly positive reviews, I'm checking it. I think Bryce Young's going to be okay. The other two guys, Michelle, I'm worried about. 
And I thought Stroud was going to be good, but I think he's in a terrible situation. I don't know if any of these guys are like going to the Hall of Fame, which that's what you kind of draft them for. I'm going to respect it. I think that we all overrated these guys in the draft process, and so did the teams who were super thirsty for a QB. All right, Aaron, next up on Respect It or Check It, progressive Baker Mayfield is back. Uh Respect it or check it, Aaron. So this is top flight Baker, right? This is Baker who deserves an endorsement from our friends at Progressive Insurance. I'm going to check it. I feel like he's lost a little swagger and confidence, and that's all Baker Mayfield was, was a little ball of swagger and confidence. So I'm not overreacting to a performance in a preseason game against a bunch of backups. Check that, Michelle. Well, Aaron, no turnovers. He did go 8 of 9, 63 yards, 10-yard touchdown. You're not excited? You're not thinking peak Baker Mayfield after that stat line in a preseason game? He's played for four teams in a year, Michelle. (laughs) Four teams in a year. This is one of the best things of sports is freaking out one way or the other, either positively or negatively, about preseason football, about yeah. basically two series. We're, yeah. we're judging how we feel about a team, a player, oh. or a unit. It's amazing. Mahomes had one drive. They didn't <laughs> score on it. Is he overrated? We talk about it next on KT and Carl. No, I'm just on ESPN Radio. Has Mahomes lost a step? Coming up next. No, I'm, I'm going to check it. I need to see it much more consistently during the regular season. I love that he's getting this opportunity again, and I hope we see that version of him. I I hope that he is this season's Geno Smith, where people wrote him off and he didn't write back. I hope we see a resurgence from Baker Mayfield because I think it would be a great story, but I need to see it more before but I Michelle, close your eyes. I want you okay. to picture right. Herb Street on the right. Got it. I want you to picture McAfee sitting next to him. <laughs> okay. I want you to picture the great Reese Davis. Yeah. And then I want you to picture Baker Mayfield sitting on the other end, and boom, that's a show. I want to watch that show. College game day coming to your city. It's a it's a good combination of talent. And I have no doubt that he would be exceptional on that set. But that seat's not going anywhere, Aaron. He could do that at any point. Wouldn't you love to see him do it again at the NFL level and then retire to the college game day set? I I, I have no beef against Baker. Like, he led the team I cover, the Cleveland Browns, to their only playoff win since 1994. So, yeah, sure. Baker, I'm rooting for you. Have at it, buddy. All right, Shannon, we got one more quickly. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of uh, two drives, Justin Fields, two (laughs) touchdown passes and two drives. So, Michelle, Justin Fields will be an MVP candidate this year. I am going to respect it. I'm going to throw some respect on Justin Fields' name. Mm. Everybody's talking about him. We know what he can do with his legs. He's such a dynamic talent. I loved seeing him connect with DJ Moore. This is... As I just said, let's not get too hyped about what we saw in the preseason. Watching Justin Fields do what he did, that gets me hyped up because I think he has the type of talent to take a Jalen Hurts type leap. I think if he comes out and we see him do what he did last year, plus an improvement with his arm, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. It's like the most impressive thing a Bears quarterback has done since <laughs> Sonny Jurgensen or whatever. Like, No, who's... Is Sonny Jerkinson, did he play for the Bears or did he play for the I, I don't even. Rex Grossman? Sexy I can't, Rexy? I can't name it. Jay Cutler? I can't yeah. name you a Bears quarterback. Jim McMahon? Um, I'm going to check this. It was a couple of check downs. It was a couple of screen passes that they broke for oh, long touchdown on, runs. So don't sorry. make it sound like he dropped a bunch of dimes and all of a sudden great. looked like he was the second coming of Lamar Jackson or something. I, I am going to check that. I'm, you know, look for Bears Nation. I hope that it's true for the ESPN 1000 Chicago Bears Radio Network. I just don't quite buy it yet. I'm going to check that.
What? 62-yard touchdown, DJ Moore? Let's get excited. What a terrible take by me. Who's the the old Bears quarterback I'm thinking of? Because Sonny Jurgensen definitely <laughs> didn't play for the Bears. Did Sid Luckman play for the Bears? I don't know, but think about this collection of names we're throwing out there. Let me get excited about Justin Fields. <laughs> you know give, me, give me a take on Sid Luckman. Triple H say ESPN. Did Sid Luckman play for the Bears? Can we confirm? Yes, he did. Okay, there you go. I was looking for Sid Luckman. I found Sonny Jurgensen. My fault. Well, shout out to Sid. Respect it or check it. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next here on Canteen Carlin, after yesterday's ninth inning collapse, are the Yankees officially done? We'll discuss it. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The Marlins have tied it here in the bottom of the ninth inning. It's a four-run bottom of the ninth. And that'll do it. Arise will score a brutal, gut-wrenching loss for the New York Yankees. As the Marlins win 8-7, improbable, unbelievable, inconceivable, and absolutely devastating. Difficult way to end the series, uh, but we got to move on. 940 WINZ and the Yes Network's on the call there as we talk a little baseball here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman, and we welcome in our ESPN Major League Baseball analyst, Doug Glanville, to the show. Doug, thank you so much for the time, and let's start here with the Rangers. We always talk about winners and losers at the trade deadline, but the Rangers are now 10-3 and since they acquired Max Scherzer in a trade at the trade deadline. How has he impacted the complexity of the Rangers? Well, I mean, it's even more than Max Scherzer. They they also went and got Jordan Montgomery. 
So they they really bolstered their starting rotation to bring in two established pitchers that have had a lot of success. Uh, Scherzer, in particular, is just you know he's a high competitor, and everybody knows that he's going to go out there and you know do whatever he needs to do to win. He's aggressive, and uh, you know he's not at his prime, but he's still an effective pitcher. But he brings those intangibles: a lot of success, Cy Young awards, world champion. And when you combine that with leadership of Bruce Bochy, their manager, who was retired, by the way, who came back specifically for the Rangers because he believed they were ready to win now, and uh, he proved to be right. Doug, I think what happened to the Yankees yesterday, and we heard the highlights there, uh, was pretty pathetic. How would you fix what's going on right now with the pinstripes? It's, it's a challenge because they're in a phenomenal division. Everybody's good. Every single team is good. Now, they don't have as many games as they used to with the balanced schedule. So you used to play 19 times against your opponent. Now it's down to 13 or so. And so th- there's not as much playing against the, the formidable opponents in that division, but they're all good and all have gotten better. The Baltimore Orioles, Tampa Bay Rays. Look, there's a lot of things that are good with the Yankees. They have a very good bullpen, so despite how it ended, uh, you know, and Aaron Judge is, is a threat. There's you know, a very different offensive team with him out there. Uh, but they have not chained it together. And and the problem with that is that if you don't put together a run and, you know, and you're healthy, by the way, in the starting rotation, then you just find yourself treading water. And, and that's kind of where they are. They're just sort of, you know, trying to catch teams. And pretty soon you have to leapfrog too many teams to gain any ground. Doug Glanville joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And, Doug, a team that you just mentioned that's certainly in the playoff conversation are the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, they're in the news recently because they placed their shortstop, Wander Franco, on the restriction restricted list because of social media posts that emerged about him over the weekend as they launch an investigation. How can this investigation impact the Rays and their title hopes? Well, they always talk about distractions and and you don't want to diminish the seriousness of the circumstance, uh, as we will find out more. But the problem is, you know, their team, you know, you, you are with each other all the time and you're trying to build something cohesive. So Kevin Cash, their manager, is going to have to find a way to, you know, respect the seriousness of what's alleged, but also combine that with, you know, as a team, continuing to try to you know, accomplish that whole goal as everyone else, you know, be, that's bigger than Wander Franco and that they're trying to accomplish that as a world championship. And uh, very hard. It's very hard because everybody's close on these teams. They know each other well. And, you know, but in many ways, there's a lot of things you may not know. And, and I think when you're caught off guard, you know, it can, it can really unsettle a team. And in some degrees, as it should be, when you really care about each other and, and know that there's something serious going on. So that's what they are, are facing right now. And they have an excellent manager, so I think he will – know how to balance that, but it's a, it's, a, it's a huge challenge for the Rays given the division is so, so strong. The AL wildcard picture is a little bit clearer. The National League, there are so many. you got the Reds, you got the Cubs, and right now, Doug, I'm reading this right, I think the Marlins would make the playoffs if the season mm-hmm. were to end today. How do you make sense of the wild NL wildcard picture where <laughs> there are like six teams within half a game of that third spot? Yeah, well, if you check back in like three hours, there will be a whole other <laughs> group of teams involved here. So, uh, it has been tight, and that's what makes it fun. Although the Central, the nationally Central and the American Central as well, not strong divisions overall, but teams like the Cubs have been emerging, and that's what's, that's what's fun about it. When they added that, that third wildcard team, 
you create these kinds of races. You create a lot more buyers at the trade deadline. And with less demand, you know, people who made the best moves can end up on top. And there's a lot of teams vying for that one spot. And, and they're so different in style. There's some experienced teams. There's, there's young teams. There's teams that live off of power. There's teams that are aggressive on the bases. And uh, I, I think this is what Major League Baseball set out to accomplish, adding that extra wildcard team, giving more, you know, giving back more, adding more athleticism with the new rules and speeding the games up. And I think all that collectively makes us exciting and why all these teams are in it. Be sure to follow our ESPN Major League Baseball analyst, Doug Glanville, on social media at Doug Glanville. Doug, great information. Thanks so much for the time. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, we continue our ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days, and we discuss the Philadelphia Eagles. Will Jalen Hurts be able to top his output from last season? We discuss it next. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation 2 a Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Philadelphia Eagles. Blue 58! Go! I'm Tim McManus covering the Eagles, and the big question facing the squad is whether they can become the first NFC team since the 1974 Minnesota Vikings to lose the Super Bowl and then return to the game the following season. A lot of things going for this team, including an ascending quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Coach Nick Sirianni told me that he's seen another jump in Hurts' game this offseason, but they lost five defensive starters, as well as their offensive and defensive coordinators and they face one of the toughest schedules in the entire NFL. The degree of difficulty has risen for this team. Let's see if they're up for the challenge. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2-a-days on ESPN Radio. 
It is time to examine the Philadelphia Eagles as our ESPN Radio NFL Two Days rolls on here on Canty and Carlin. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And Aaron, the Philadelphia Eagles are an interesting case study for me because when I look at the personnel yeah. and I look at what we saw from them last year, mm-hmm. I think there's no reason why we shouldn't see the arrow continue to point up and we continue to see the ascent of Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles and think that they should be right there in the Super Bowl conversation again this year. However, as we just heard in the intro, they had some pieces that were subtracted, especially on the defensive side. They lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their defensive coordinator. This is what happens when you have success is people tend to try to take away from what you've built. So I wonder if we'll see any regression this year from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Michelle, let me ask you this. Is Jalen Hurts uh, still on the Philadelphia Eagles? I, I believe so, yes. I think he signed uh, a contract for a lot of okay. money, right, Is, uh, is, yeah, is yeah. A.J. Brown, is he still on the Philadelphia he's there. Eagles? Yeah, he's there. He's there. Is he's he there. available? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is, uh, okay. Then I, is Devontae Smith, I just want to make sure, is Devontae Smith still on the Philadelphia Eagles? Did he get traded? Did he go to Arizona, or was that Jonathan Gannon? No, oh, I think it was Jonathan Gannon. I think they're still I set think, there. I think that they are head and shoulders above every other team in the NFC. And I actually think I'm stealing this take from you because you said this in our pre-show meeting today, and I'm just jacking it and using it as my own. Michelle, I think that they have a cleaner road to the Super Bowl than even the vaunted Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes do. Yes, I did say that, and I will echo that sentiment. That you just said. And the NFC is so much more wide open than the AFC. And even with the small attrition that we might have seen from them last year, Mm. I don't think that they're going to stumble. And I think a lot of that has to do with not only the NFC being a much easier road to the Super Bowl, but because, Aaron, I think we're going to see Jalen Hurts get better. And I know that sounds crazy because... If he didn't get injured down the stretch there and miss those last two games, we're talking about Jalen Hurts, comma, MVP. I think he wins the MVP this year if he can remain healthy. Last year, he took a huge step forward, and he, I think, is going to just build upon that. He's he's more comfortable in the system. He's more confident in himself. Everything you've heard from his head coach, Nick Sirianni, and his teammates this offseason has been about him being a coach on the field and about him looking better than he did last year. And I just think as long as he's under center, they got a shot. Jalen Hurts for MVP is a smart play. Uh, I got to look at the numbers, the latest update, Caesar Sportsbook, but I could absolutely see it happening. The other thing about them, Michelle, not just to keep heaping praise on the city of Philadelphia, <laughs> they're having a tough time with James Harden right True. now. So let's be nice to them in this segment with the Philadelphia Eagles. Their lines of scrimmage, okay? It's not just about quarterback and receiver, and those are the sexy positions. They've got the best offensive line and one of the best defensive lines. They had a top 10 pick this year. And oh, by the way, a guy who could be the best player in the draft happened to just fall to them at number 10. And he looked like a man amongst boys. I'm talking about Javon Carter in their first preseason game over the weekend. So what do you think success looks like for them this year, Aaron? I guess the only answer is winning the Super Bowl, right? You can't just get back there. You have to win it. Yeah, I agree. I think they've got to win it. Because they were so close last year. And so because close. your window to win when you have a quarterback on a young little rookie contract is pretty narrow. They, they had a, certainly an opportunity to do it last year. And now they're facing, this is like their last year where they get that reduced salary, really, for Jalen Hurts to be able to really capitalize and take advantage. I think they got to go all out to try to win it all. 
and I think they're capable of it. Gosh, the way Jalen Hurts played in that Super Bowl, that's what gives me so much confidence in him. It's not only just what we saw in the regular season, Aaron, but to see him be able to do it throughout the playoffs and on the biggest stage, that's only going to help him grow as a player and provide more of an arsenal for him. I I would honestly be, be shocked if we're not talking about the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. And I know injuries happen. I yeah. know there are unforeseen circumstances that can play out as the season goes along. But when you look in the NFC, do you think the Cowboys are in the same stratosphere? No. I can't take them 49ers? seriously. 49ers? No. 49ers? Who's no. their quarterback? You know like, what I'm saying? Like Those teams the Seahawks? have major... Like, who are we what are the major about? questions about the Eagles? The, the Ken Geno Smith returned to form. You know, the... Who the hell is the quarterback of the 49ers? Like, the, the Eagles don't have questions like that. They know who their quarterback is. What, we're all worried about them replacing Miles Sanders? I think they're going to be just fine in that regard. In fact, I think they could be even better than they were last year. I, I wouldn't come out and predict a team to go 17-0. and They do have a more difficult schedule, so their regular season record might not look as good. But I think this is the best team. Top to bottom. Now, they don't have the best player. That's Mahomes. But I think the Eagles, top to bottom, have the best overall team. So do you have any glaring question marks or concerns about this team? Because I really don't. Other than the defensive players, I I will say this. Whenever yeah. you lose both of your coordinators in an offseason. That, that's hard. Now, that's hard. I'm not worried about losing Steichen because I think that Nick Sirianni is the offensive genius in Philadelphia. So, And he's still there. He's the head coach. Sean Desai will be interesting. So he's their defensive coordinator who they got from Seattle. Now, he was up for a bunch of these defensive coordinator jobs, but this is not like a guy who's proven it, done it a bunch before. And one of the reasons why they were good in the regular season, they did have a very good defense, by the time they got to that Super Bowl, you know, their defense got boosted by they didn't have to play a quarterback with working arms in the (laughs) NFC Championship game. Uh, And then they gave it up to Mahomes at the end. They're not the only ones, but I think the way that defense plays and the way they play on special teams, those are going to be two huge keys, I think, for them to make their playoff run. But to me, like I just don't see anybody else being the favorite to win the Super Bowl, especially to come out of the NFC anyway. When you think about teams that you're the most excited to watch this year, are the Eagles on your list? Because I really can't wait to see them. After what we saw last year, I just think that they're going to be so fun to watch. I love their offense. I love their personnel. I just think that they're going to be, again, one of the most entertaining teams in the league. You know what I don't like? Their fans. Oh, what? Come their on. Their fans are they're spoiled harsh, brats. It's from they're, love. Now they've spoiled won, brats. They, they, now they've won a Super Bowl. They've been to another Super Bowl. The other thing that happens is they sing that fly, Eagles, fly. Like, you're already up 35-3. to three. Do you really need to sing the Fly Eagles Fly song for the seventh time today? Like, we get it. The Eagles are flying. They're really good. I just admitted it. But I, now these teams that were like lovable losers that now have won a ton, like, get out of here. No time for you. Okay, stop being a hater. It took them a long time to get there. I kind of think it's endearing this um this we're mean and angry, but it comes out of love, a Philadelphia Eagles fan base. I kind of like it. They'll hold you accountable, Aaron, which I appreciate. If they don't like what they're seeing, they're going to let you know. You might catch a battery to the cranium. Yeah, did you know they once booed Santa Claus? I heard it. They cheered when Michael Irvin got carted off on a stretcher at the old vet. Like, it's just such a cliche to me. I also am bitter because I have an old girlfriend from Philadelphia, and she's the biggest Eagles fan ever. So that's The truth comes out. Probably a little fun.
Fine. The old girlfriend, the onus of the hatred. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next here on Canteen Carlin, speaking of the Eagles, who's more likely to return to the Super Bowl, the Eagles or the Chiefs? We'll discuss it next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canteen Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canteen Carlin, the podcast.